Welcome, everyone, to the Brandology Podcast. We want this to be something that we ourselves find value in and want to listen to. I'm your host, Mark Mosier. Alongside me is co-host David Morrow. Each episode, we explore leadership, culture, brands, and interview leading business professionals and civic leaders. We also play brand culture trivia against our guests to make the experience entertaining and fun. So come join us and enjoy. And please don't forget to download the episodes and leave us a review. Thanks. Let's begin. You got it. Okay. So um, welcome, everybody, to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, David Morrow, along with my co-host, Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you today? I'm absolutely stupendous. <laughs> are you? That's yeah. always good. Yeah. You, are, you are positive, as always. That's good. You're one of the most, most And the fact I'm going to Florida in about 12 hours really You are. That is I'm not, Yeah, I'm going to be real transparent. <laughs> not a surprise to me whatsoever, sir. So in the studio today is uh, father and son, Tim and Terry Highland of Highland Insurance, um, uh, located in Kentucky, and they service the, the whole region. We're very, very honored to have both of you gentlemen here today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So if you can, you know, let's start from the top. Um, and uh, this will be a question, I guess, for, for, for Mr. Highland, uh, senior, um, it, uh, Tim, it, if you could just kind of share with us, you know, how this whole enterprise that you uh, have built, and it's got a great brand with it, um, how did it start or how did your involvement start? Okay, well, I uh, actually have had two careers. When I came out of college, uh, I had played college basketball, and so I got into teaching and coaching, and I did that for 10 years at the high school level. But they didn't pay a whole lot for that back in those days in the 70s. Yeah, it's, it, that's tough. It was pre-Nike and pre-ESP, right. so it was uh, pauper's wages. So anyway, I stumbled into insurance kind of by mistake. I had three little kids at that time, needed to make some money. Uh, I got hired to be an administrator at an agency and found out that also I could sell pretty well because I'm from a family of seven uh, people here in Louisville. My dad was a car salesman. Uh, my brother was a we knew, we knew a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and uh, I left that agency uh, that hired me initially after two years. My brother Pat lost his job here in National Harvester, and so he and I jumped in in 1983 and said we're going to build our own independent agency uh, from scratch, uh, probably at the, one of the craziest times ever. If you go back to that time, I mean, 1983-84, economically, it was pretty rough. You know, interest rates were about 14, 15 <laughs> yeah. percent. We were young and dumb and uh, didn't really uh, understand what we were getting into, I guess. but. And I will tell you from there, we, we built the agency. And one of the things I always say is, you know, we have probably made every mistake that you can make, you know, in building an independent agency. Uh, we didn't have any guidance or tutoring, but we had a lot of energy. And I've always said we kind of outsold all of our mistakes for a long time. <laughs> well, you know, that's a really good point that you make, yeah. because I think that people, when they see successful brands, they think, wow, there's, these people are so amazing behind these brands. They've done everything right the whole time. And that's, it's more about persistence, isn't it, yeah. than anything else? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I tell that to all of our young producers is that consistency and persistency is absolutely the best qualities in any business because... Show up every day, just keep at it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we fell on our nose a number of times, but we never did quit. And we always uh, learned and we came back and started over. Now, that, yeah, that makes good sense because think of, David, think of all the great entrepreneurs. I'm thinking of um, some people we've spoken with recently. Um, who is it? 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore? Yeah, Brian Scudamore. Yeah, he, brand. he was the founder of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I mean, a really recognizable brand, right? Like everybody knows that. He said he was a complete and utter failure in the beginning. He had to let everybody go and completely restart. And it was almost the yeah. same theme that he replicated it. And in a lot of the, the successful individuals that we speak with, much like yourself, always say it's, it's, not, it's not how many times we fall down or if we fail, it's how many times we get back up and try again. You yeah. know, you're always going to fall down, but you, you've got to always get back up. So I, I think that's, I'm glad you touched on that. So when you, when you first got into it, and you mentioned, yeah, 83 being a trying time, um, yeah, talk about real persistency to st stick it out. Um, what were some of the some of the driving things or maybe the motivating factors that you used to keep going was, was there anything in particular any authors any sports figures you looked to was there anybody you kind of looked at as a, as a motivator for you you know i uh, again i came from the sports background so obviously and i coached at the high school level for a couple years for 10 years and so, you know, I was uh, big about motivation and motivating people and obviously big about team building. And, you know, from the very beginning, although it was two of us when we started, now there's, you know, many, many more. Uh, we've always had this concept of team. Uh, and I think we've been able to really expand on that since uh, Terry, my son's come on board. But I think that's the one constant thing, you know, from the beginning till now that we've, we've not that we've always been really great at it, we've always uh you know uh, achieve we've always desired and, and strove to bring team to everything that we do now that's a really good point you know that's one of the really kind of the fundamental or foundational beliefs that david and i have and we, we believe in greatly is that if you bring on the right people and you put them in the right seat and they share the vision that it creates a such a positive culture that the culture actually grows the business yeah. And, and Terry, as you grow your team, do you see culture being a part of that that growth factor that you've got? Oh, 100%, Mark. Yeah, I mean, culture, in my opinion, is is greater than than any uh, individual you know person uh, there is. I, I think the 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 total, the sum, is so much greater than each individual part is. Uh, uh, it's it's it. I think you said it really well that you get everybody on board, the shared the same vision, moving in the same direction, you know, pulling everything, everybody moving in the same direction, pulling the uh, the train along. Uh, it's a lot easier when everybody's working together. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you can get that, it's not easy, you know. And uh, but I think it's it's what it's all about for sure. Yeah. I mean, what we always find is if we're able to create a safe environment so that everybody knows. Um, they're they're free to fail and that we've got we've got their back that we're still gonna back them up you know build build things up you know again um, then they're gonna work for you with their blood sweat and their tears right they're not gonna just be there for the paycheck because you know by inspiring them um, and and leading by example it really shows them I mean I was really impressed just and I'm not just saying this, it's the reason you're here. I was so impressed with your brand when I was there 
everybody there, the culture that was there, everybody, the branding on the walls, the story of your organization. It was, it's, it's a living, breathe. The building that you guys are in is like a living, breathing testament to your brand. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. That's great. Well, well thank you. And, and I think, um, you know, getting everybody on the same page uh, and understanding yeah. that, having everybody live it. And it's not for everybody. It's not every organization isn't for everybody, right? Some people, you know, have a certain personality desire or they have their own personal goals or whatever, and that's fine. But, you know, you want, as you're building, I think you said it well, Terry, it's like you're building something bigger than yourself. When you build a brand, it's something bigger than the 10 people individually. It's larger than that. And so it's its, its own living entity. Right. So how do we foster that, nurture that? You know, Steve Jobs always talked about, he had to, he had to, it's better to blow up, you know, Apple himself rather than somebody else doing it, right? Because at, at certain times he did very similar to what Scudamore did, Brian Scudamore, and, and that is he would just restructure, rebrand everything. Get rid of all the marketing people. Get rid of this. Get rid of this agency and, and come up with something really new. And it's that type of uh, thought process. So while we have both of you, if, if it's okay to ask, so we have Timothy who, who started and now Terry. So how did that transaction? How did that transition happen? Tell us about that. So from father to son, an intergenerational brand is pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, I have three children, and Terry's the middle of the of the three. Uh, in, in all honesty, the other two had no interest in getting into the in, in, insurance business. In fact, they're they're both artists. The other two. Oh, so. very cool. Yeah, great. Terry uh, majored in business in college right here in Louisville, and when he was a senior at Bellarmine University, he actually came and interned at our business. Uh-huh. And so he was even involved with it, and got a good look at it, even as a college student, and so. That's when he came great. out of college, you know, he was ready. Uh, he said, Dad, I'd like to be into this business. And uh, and we brought him in and started him out, you know, right at the bottom so he could learn it from the bottom up. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what he's done. And he, he worked himself to become our biggest commercial producer, you know. Oh, over. wow. No, that's great. That's impressive. Well, it, you know, David, I'll follow up with that. I, I You know, obviously, uh, Tim and Pat both have been obviously my dad and my uncle, but also great mentors in the business world. And it's a couple of things that they've done. Obviously they've been there for me every step of the way, especially in the early days, but they also let me, you know, go out there on my own and make some mistakes and, you know, get my face beat in, you know, uh, in the sales world a little bit too, which, you know, school of hard knocks, that's the only way to learn sometimes. And I think they were laughing when I came back to the office. Yeah. Uh, so y'all didn't tell me about this one, but, uh, yeah. um, but you know, and I appreciate it. And and, um, and I think that's been a big part of it because you do have family dynamics. And, you know, and I'm sure as a father, son, you know, he wants to protect his son. And the same with him, my uncle that they, you know, want to protect. But there's also, you know, the only way to learn sometimes is to get out there and, and uh, mix it up and uh, to see what well, happens. I love that you started at the bottom too, because yeah. I remember my dad used to have a trophy and awards manufacturing company back in the eighties. And when I was a kid, um, I worked there one summer and I came down in a tie and a suit. I was ready to hit the phones, do some sales. He's like, go back upstairs. You were in the factory. He's yeah. like, this is what you're doing all summer. And I worked there all summer and he was, he was the hardest boss I've ever had. And I did not go into that business, so yeah. that's okay. 
I was doing uh, data entry uh, yeah. when I first started, and I, I did not appreciate how important it was. So oh, yeah. I probably had to go back and redo some of my work. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's great. Let so, me ask you guys. I'm curious as um, as we as we've been doing this podcast um, pre COVID, and now since we're well into the, maybe hopefully coming out the tail end of COVID. Um, how did that change for business? I mean, I know it changes everybody's business, but what kind of steps did you guys do? What type of flexing or pivot did you have to take to, to continue to move ahead? Yeah, I'll let Terry take that. Yeah, uh, Mark, we, we try to stay the course. I mean, obviously we had to uh, make our environment safe. We sent uh, the majority of the folks um, on March 16th, I think it was. Uh, yep. We made a decision at about 11 o'clock that morning uh, to uh, allow people to go home who wanted to, and the majority of them did. Uh, so we went from 30 employees at, in the office down to about eight. Um, we were we got everybody home and plugged in before Wednesday uh, noon of that Wednesday. So in less than 48 hours, we had everybody at home with camera, with a microphone, and two screens uh, to be able up and running. So it was. Uh, it was the greatest work from home project uh, that we had, yeah. but we, you know, so we, we got that, we made that happen. And we've been doing the Zoom things and the different things, but there's also, you know, we also didn't change our goals. Uh, the, we right. set a goal out right. for our team from day one in January. And in April, we had an agency meeting via Zoom and we came out and said, our goals are not changing. Uh, we are still going to, you know, plow through this uh, the sales goals are what they are, um, you know, and I, I, when I said it, I was like, well, probably not going to make it, but we at least got to give it the <laughs> exactly. you know? and, uh, at least and keep tell the goal you, the you same. at least keep the goal the same. We, we have realistic expectations. But yeah. We don't say that because then, then what you reach is even lower. So let's keep yeah. it lower. Yeah. So and we did and the same thing. We did the same. It's like we're gonna, you know, meet exceed our goals. Uh, we're way at, you know, That's one great. month to go. We're ahead of it. And so, yep. you told me in April uh, where we would end up. I would have bought it in April. Yeah. Uh, you yep. know. But I think the main thing to answer your question is, is we just stayed the course. I mean, and mm -hmm. kept working and trying to contact our clients. It didn't use it as an excuse. I mean, we had to adjust. Uh, you know, talk with people differently, uh, different media. Uh, but we kept going and uh, we were not going to let it stop us. We have too much going on and, you know, uh, too many miles to feed uh, with our sales team that I couldn't let them stop, um, right. you know, so, um, but, you know, I think the main thing was, is just, it was back to this consistency and persistence. We just kept doing what we do, um, you know, and kept at it, and kept at it. That's been difficult. And, uh, you know, some tough days and exhausting days. You get to the end of the week, you're just exhausted. But, um, you know, I, I think we just found a way to keep plowing through. No, that's really good. And that's and I'll give Tim a uh, football reference that I heard somebody said. And they said, you know, just because there's snow on the field, the game hasn't changed. We still got to get the ball in the end zone. We just got to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, no, it's still the same. You just got to figure out how to get it done. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I'll just pitch in here too. You know, we were well set up for this because we have three remote employees on a full-time basis. We have one in Florida, we have one in Kansas, and we have one here closer. Uh, so that wasn't a new concept to us, you know. Uh, That's great. And I'm really impressed how you pivoted so fast. 
That's yeah, we pivoted because we have done it before, and, and so it was an easy pivot. Although we like to have everybody together, you know, it was it was an easy pivot to, to get them at home. Now we got them all back. You know, we're back full force again. We just feel like the the atmosphere, the team environment's easier to foster having everybody together. Absolutely, and yep. they like to be together. Yep. That's yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So we've got some other questions to ask. I want to ask All about right. specialties of what you guys do and things like that. But at this point, we're just going to take a quick break and do a little brand culture trivia. Because right. you know, with competitive guys like this, I want to have a, <laughs> have, have a game against oh, like, boy. against my star, Mark Mosier. Oh no! So I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to play you the intro just so that you are fully aware of the magnitude and the seriousness of the game that we're about to play. So. All right. Sure, you will appreciate this. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everyone, to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does. In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guest. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes. Absolutely. The rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can. You get as many answers as you want, and the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game. What do you get if you win? Glad you asked. You get 14,684 Brandology bucks. What is is that worth? Those are absolutely worthless. But we might send you a sticker for playing. So let's get started with brand culture trivia. David, why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is? All right, here I go. It is a heavy, heavy wheel. And that is why two grown men should not really start a podcast. Terry's not going to let me back in his office after No, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's start. So, for example, we're going to get right to it. So, company slogan, for example, just do it. The answer would be Nike. And if you're going to say Nike, say Nike, Adidas, and K-Swiss or something like that. Say as much as you want. You know, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Say all of them because the first one to get the right answer wins. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start right here. Um, the best a man can get. The best man can get. English leather. Uh, Old Spice. Aqua Velva. Gillette. Gillette. Not Aqua Velva because it's not the 1940s, Mark. But good <laughs> <laughs> the best a man can get. Oh. Close. That's not Gillette. Yes, Gillette. Yeah. Oh. Right, Tim with the with the first point. All right, Lisa, I got a point. Well done. That is great. Are you sure it wasn't English leather? No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, and I don't think I could even find that online if we looked for it. Right now. <clears throat> Thanks. Mark spent a lot of time with his grandfather when he was young. I grew up with my grandfather. <laughs> All right, I remember it. Yeah. So let's see. Um, there are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's Maybelline. No, <laughs> money. It, there it are rhymes. Some They're money both verbs. Can't buy. For everything else, there's this. Oh, oh. oh this is good. Mm. Southwest Airlines. 
something money can't buy. Is that something money can't buy? You can't buy an airplane? I don't know. Airline tickets are getting pretty cheap. I don't know. Happiness. Uh, what brand? Money can't buy. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's blank. American Express. Good guess, but no. Visa. Visa MasterCard. Yes. Uh, oh, I was just getting ready to go down that With two points. Who? Wow. Wow. Win if you get three. Win if you get three. I understand Terry letting Dad win, but I don't understand Mark. Mark <laughs> was not a let. I've had yeah. two good answers. Now, those were two really good answers. Okay. All right, I'm not gonna. I was gonna do maybe she's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline, but obviously Mark said Maybelline earlier, so I'm not gonna do that one. Um, okay. What's in your wallet? About three hours. Discover card. Discover. Close. No. Diners oh, Club. Oh no no. Uh, Diners Club. Capital One. Capital yes. One. Yeah. Oh, did he really get that? You <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Somebody pays attention during the commercials. That's right. That's now true. we know who watches all the commercials. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm a Jennifer Gardner fan, though. I can yeah. <laughs> now the truth be told. <laughs> now the truth comes out. I pay attention. <laughs> His ears perk <laughs> up. To what? the hot ones, that's right. <laughs> that's great. That's hilarious. Oh. All right, well, congratulations. Mr. Highland, you are well played. Well played. Sixteen thousand four hundred eighty-four brand. All right. Oh boy. And once our e-commerce site comes up, you can actually redeem those. Um, But right now, not so much. Just in time for Christmas. Great. Just in time for Christmas. I think. I think we've got convertible Bentleys. We've got Jazz. We've got a lot of stuff on that e-commerce site. But right now, there's nothing. Not quite. Thank you for playing. It was (laughs) really really. That's fantastic. So let me ask you about so. You, what is? Do you have a particular specialty? Because insurance is a broad, you know, it's a lot of different insurance agencies are very different, right? That's what I've learned, right? There, a lot of them really specialize, or they have a certain approach, or they have a certain industry. Is there anything um, particular that 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 you guys do uh, more than something else? Yeah. So our approach uh, with our clients is a single source solution, meaning that. We try to build relationships with primarily, you know, the small business owners uh, throughout our area, uh, small to medium sized business owners and bring to them every resource in every area in terms of obviously the business insurance and then employee benefits um, and then financial services, risk management and just be be a liaison for all those different disciplines within the within those areas uh, within the agency. So. Each area, like employee benefits, has a specialist and their expertise and its self-sustaining division. But we really work together to bring that solution uh, to each of our clients. And of course, personal insurance as well. Business owners need to, you know, personal insurance is part of the whole equation to make sure it's all on the same page. So I would say our, our you know, our approach is, is to work as, as a um, kind of a, an employer solution uh, if you will, uh, on being, you know, their, their single source solution for all the risk management insurance needs. 
Got it. Yeah. So it's so it's 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 a it's that particular segment size business, and it's and it's that single source for their entire risk management. Yeah. Which really makes them and obviously it, it you know it's not an all or nothing, um, but yeah, we have the resources there available, and we've seen it to where a lot of our clients get gain a lot of efficiencies by having a one team work across the different areas. Absolutely. Uh, we're doing a lot of the back office work without them even knowing it. Um, you know, that we can exchange information within our office that can help both areas uh, or all three or four areas. Are there maybe some some areas, and I asked this around kind of uh, technology now, because I see these commercials for like 1-800-GET-A-QUOTE or something. Well, are there inherent dangers yeah. around that? Or are there things maybe that, that the listeners should avoid or reasons behind that? Like how do they know they should even be getting quotes for certain things, right? How do they know what where their risk is? Well, I, I mean, I, that's that's what, what our differentiator as well is our guidance and our expertise, our relationship with our carriers to make sure, you know, kind of be an advocate for our clients uh, in billing or que- uh, claims questions. Um, but, you know, people that are looking for, I mean, the, the 1-800 numbers, there's a, there's a market for those. But our market are the people that are looking for guidance, looking for, hey, am I in the right spot? What are the things I should be thinking about when it comes to insurance? Um, rather than just the bottom dollar, um, cheapest quote we can get. Now, everybody wants to be competitive. Nobody wants to pay any more than what they need to for insurance, but they also want to buy the right stuff. And that's our client base. Yeah, that's like, you know, I always equated that to if I was getting some type of surgery, vision surgery, I wouldn't go because I got a coupon in the bow pack and, you know, hey, that looks like a great deal. Got to take advantage Mm -hmm. of that. That's not where I want to go cheap. So when I kind of look at insurance is the same thing. This is this is life protection. This is business protection. This is really securing what you've built. Do you really want to go cheap on something like that? And, and I've got to say no. So Yeah, that that's that that's a great point. Yeah. Let me find the cheapest back office, <laughs> back room doctor to laser my eyes. Yeah, it's not, and I'm that's not looking to save money there. Yeah. yeah, when you're insuring your business and your organization and everything else. That's yeah. what you're doing. I mean, you spend so much time, you know, we do cybersecurity. We, we look at it the same way. People spend so much time building their brand, but then they might not spend enough time protecting it. And then, yeah. and, and then they get upset when, you know, 30 years of work goes south because people aren't clicking links or do, and not doing something. And you're like, please just spend a little bit. Please just be cognizant of the actual risk, you know? And do so you that's see any, any change in the industry? Um, over the last month, you know, again, maybe COVID related or not, but with technology or with maybe your approach, where may, maybe even better question, where do you kind of see things going in the next couple of years? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, you know, there's a couple factors that COVID has caused, and one of them is very positive. Uh, there's less claims. There's less car wrecks because there's less. Oh, uh, less people driving. Yeah. Uh, so that's been good that it will drive rates down. Uh, but Interesting. Got, I had not thought of that. Then, yeah, you have, then you have looming stuff like uh, driverless cars. What happens when they into the play? All right. How right. Insurance, how do we insure that? Because now it's not the driver you're insuring. It's really the people who built the car who have to. Well, yeah. And you don't have any actuary tables or factual data <laughs> to even understand how to price that model out. No, no. So that's that's down the road. We'll see when that comes. So it'll be interesting. Wow, that's a great point, Tim. Yeah. 
There's some there's some changes in just client experiences as well. You know, Zoom meetings as opposed to in-person meetings, and uh, you know, trying to be more digital in terms of our interaction with our clients and carriers. I mean, that's continuing to evolve. I don't think we're any different than any any other industry. COVID has accelerated it and it's brought it to the front. And so, uh, you know, the investment in technology, we're, we're, you know, we're knee deep into that uh, in terms of how can we uh, internal digital uh, modernization of our agency and also with our clients, you know, how can we make that, that client experience better? So um, that's being pushed. That's for sure. Uh, and COVID has certainly accelerated. It. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Let me, let, let me ask you this in the next, in the short term, couple years, what, what is something you, you, either one of you is passionate about that, that, that you have on the horizon? Maybe no, even maybe a bucket list. I always like to hear people's bucket list. Like I'm, I want to go to the Czech Republic or, you know, <laughs> well, I, I can, uh, I, I, we had a trip planned to Ireland. It was my, my mom and dad's anniversary this year, just a few weeks ago. And we had a big, just uh, my siblings and, and myself and my mom and dad were going to go to Ireland. And so we pushed pause on that. And as a good old Irish Catholic family here, uh, you know, I know it's important uh, to dad to get over there and, and to go see the homeland. So that is certainly a bucket list for us. That's, that's really cool. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and congratulations on, on your anniversary, Tim. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, uh, that's, All you got to do is get old and don't die. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Those are definitely both on my bucket list, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Ironically enough, yeah, those are both there. The Czech, apparently, a trip to the Czech Republic is too. So yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. <laughs> that came. That was random. Yeah, that's good. Well, as so, as we kind of wind down, and and I I really appreciate you guys getting on, and um, I know the listeners are going to find a lot of value in, in this as well. And I think we had a lot of shared beliefs in in positive culture and in how brands are built and sustained, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um. Is there, is there the, a best way to get in touch with you guys, or what's the website? And we'll put it all in the notes below our episode as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah the website's a great way to get us. Uh, Highland H Y L A N D I N S dot net uh, is our website. That's a great way to get us. Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn out there, uh, Terry Highland. So those are a couple ways to, to reach out to us. Um, of course, that's know. great. In what what areas can can you guys uh, take care of throughout the region, or are you guys is it national? How's that work? Uh, we're pretty much regional. I mean, we have licenses in most of the states, not all, but most of the states. But our clientele's regionally based. Uh, okay. We, we like yeah, we're right here in Kentucky, right through the Midwest, Ohio Valley, Indiana. all that. So yeah, we definitely want want the yeah. listeners to definitely yeah at least reach out to you on LinkedIn, go to the website. You know, I guess if they have any, any questions or concerns about their current policies or future investments or moves, definitely reach out to Terry and Tim and their team. Um, I've been in their office a number of times, and this is really just a great group. As David said, you you can feel the environment, you can feel the culture. And, you know, when I look to, to make a move and invest in myself, which insurance really is, um, I look to do it with people like like Terry and his team. So I wanted to be sure we got that in there. Absolutely. And then, 
And then one last topic I always I always like to ask. And, and I'm thinking that Mark always asks. Yeah, that's what I was waiting <laughs> it's, it's really deep. This is like really like this is this is Dixie Cup deep. So stay stay focused. Okay. And I'll ask both of you, Tim first and then Terry. Um what did you want to be when you were a little kid when you grew up? Did you want to be insurance? What'd you want to be? We've had astronaut, Superman, we've had them all. I, I, you know, the only thing I can remember was to be an athlete. You know, I, I wanted to uh, play college basketball, and I did. You know, I achieved that goal. Uh, I really never had aspirations to be a pro. <laughs> Although all the money they're making now, maybe I should have. Maybe you should have thought about that a little longer. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I can't, you know, really tell you. You know, but I will tell you this: insurance was not been on the list. <laughs> It would have not been on the top ten, you know. So uh, okay. sometimes what Mark and I do was not on our list either. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's all part of the whole, the whole uh, path. Yeah. That's right. What about you, Terry? Yeah, yeah, you know, nothing specifically. I think I I do remember having aspirations to go down the law route, you know, law school, and I can see that that whole that whole route, but uh, nothing really. Yeah, uh, you know, nothing. Uh, other than that, but uh, I don't know where that plan got derailed, but probably <laughs> when I got into school and figured out how hard it was going to be. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I had insurance, uh, you know, as the, as the ultimate goal, but right. I can tell you what a great business it is and uh, very fortunate to be in this business and um, truly believe it's uh, uh, critical to our business community and people's personal lives. I mean, so yeah, absolutely. I don't think this is where I intended to be, but where it ended up is a pretty good spot. Yep. Absolutely. Let me, let me tell you a quick story. My dad, okay. told, my dad was a car salesman and I'm the oldest of seven There's six boys. And I remember one day back when we were teenagers, he was looking at our grades and he looked at all of us and said, boys, I don't see any doctors or lawyers here. You boys better learn to sell something. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. That's fantastic. <laughs> and all of us are in sales. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> that's great. He was well, right. hey, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thank you all for your time. Terry and Timothy Highland of Highland Insurance, fantastic brand, fantastic organization. Uh, great guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. It was an honor to listen in. Thanks, Thank, Chris, you. Thank you, Chris Bronkite, for, for uh, I'm producing. Reason. I was on hold producing. All right. All right. Good, Good job, man. Chris. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Hey, everyone. Mark and I are really grateful you guys listen and download. We're trying to make this season even better with brand stories and cool interviews with uh, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and things from behind the scenes that we just can't find anywhere else. We're trying to make this something we ourselves enjoy listening to. Do us a favor. Please leave us a review. When you go into Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, just shoot us a review. That really matters, and it helps us keep this going. Again, thanks for listening. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening. 